Hey guys, it's Ali and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm literally just going to jump straight into things because I'm feeling really passionate today. <laughs> I just had a conversation with a friend a few hours ago and we were talking about how we were both relatively dissatisfied with where we ended up in terms of our careers and how we ended up there. And it was very much a question of how did we get to this point? And I'm sure so many people are going to kind of relate to the whole idea of so many times you find yourself in situations where you kind of ask yourself, like, how did I let it go this far? How did I let things get this carried away? And it's not necessarily has to do with your career. It can be in terms of a relationship. It can be in terms of a situation with a friend or with family. It can even be something that's been bothering you. And yet you consistently let that thing bother you and you ignore it because you're kind of, because it's uncomfortable to deal with it. And I'm someone who's very much guilty of that. Um, growing up, I, I very much was and am a people pleaser. And I very much, I'm someone who, when someone tells me something or necessarily when a certain path has kind of been drawn for me, I kind of tend to take the road that has been traveled <laughs> and the road that's been drawn out for me simply because that's just, that's just the way I am. And, and I love taking risks and I feel so empowered when I do. And very much so the things I've done and the paths I've gone along haven't been as fulfilling for me as I've wanted to. And I've always felt like I've expected and wanted so much more from life. And I've realized that a big part of that is because I haven't been selfish enough. And kind of what I wanted to dive in and talk to today out of inspiration from that conversation I had with my friend where we were talking about how kind of dissatisfied we were with our jobs is the whole idea of why we should learn to be selfish and not only selfish, but also why we should learn to be delusional. And I think these are two, it's, it's, it's quite <laughs> like when you hear it, it sounds kind of weird. Like, you know, they tell us as humans, like, don't be selfish, you know, I always think of other people. And that's not the type of selfish I'm talking about. The selfish I'm talking about is selfish, be selfish in the way of, wanting to try everything and experience as much as possible from this world and also put yourself first even when people are telling you not to or even when you feel like the time isn't right because timing is never right but I'll get into that um but yeah so it really is I uh, it's ugh, I kind of lost my train of thought now <laughs> but it really is all about just being able to put yourself in situations where you feel like you don't deserve or allow yourself to experience things that maybe you don't necessarily think you should have experienced or like taking the very simple example of like working a corporate job. When you work a corporate job and the way systems and the way essentially life is really set up is people and things will try to pigeonhole you into a certain specialty, you know, and I've, and I've spoken about this before on the podcast um, you know, the whole idea of you grow up, you go to school, you pick what you want to do, you're sent to university, you do that thing, and then you get a job in that domain. And then you're expected to stay that way for the next 40 years of your life and just be happy. And I think that goes against the multifaceted nature of humans. And I think the reason why we need to learn to be selfish is because that's not the way, at least I'm starting to think, that's not the way we're supposed to be living life. I was um, watching a video earlier today and um, the guy on the video was talking about how purpose is like an onion 
you have different layers. So once you discover one layer of your purpose, you peel the onion, you peel the purpose, and then you go down and you have another purpose. And purpose is never ending because as humans, we love to achieve things and we love to go after things. And life can be so unfulfilling when we don't. And so purpose really is like an onion. And I think that's such a, it's not the way he put it, but it's kind of the way I understood it. And it's such a beautiful way to put things because, <laughs> you know, so many of us go and so many of us focus on, and there's this big question and you see all these self-help influencers and people on YouTube and social media talking about how, you know, you need to find your purpose and you need to do this and you need to do that to find your purpose. And it's like, come on, I'm tired of hearing that. Like sometimes it's just like, tell me what to do. <laughs> but then one thing this guy was saying was like, what if you if people were to take away all distractions from you your phone um your significant others whatever it is that you do your video games i don't know what you do and put you in a room and just force you to stare at the wall what is the one thing that would keep you going what's the one thing that you're going to think about and be obsessed about and not be able to stop thinking about and for me that thing has has been writing and not just writing but storytelling and creativity in general and i've always been like that but I've been in denial about it and I've been in denial about what I want to do simply because I felt like I didn't deserve to go after it. But now that I've kind of reached the point where I've gone after things that don't necessarily fulfill me and <laughs> I don't like this feeling. I don't like this feeling of not being fulfilled. And I speak to so many different people kind of around my age group who are in corporate jobs and, and who are pursuing. And even at work, I kind of had this I had lots of different conversations with people because I'm, I'm quite vocal about the idea of shifting my career, my life into creativity. And I don't like to hide it because I've spent so much time hiding that. So I'm quite open about it right now. And I've realized that when you tell, so there's so many different conversations I've had and all the people I've told that I am not satisfied with where I am and I want to shift into something more creative. Most people have given me the response of, I'm also not satisfied where I am but I'm still here. And I've realized it's very much about comfort and the willingness to just kind of not, or not the willingness, but the inability to be selfish because to go after the things you love and want, you're going to need to be selfish on so many levels because at the, at the top level, the way the world is structured and the way, you know, working and all these things are structured, you have to essentially, you are signing off your life to a corporation. You're signing off your life to a business. If you're on your own business, you're signing your life off to something and when you do that, all your focus is expected to be on that thing and you're expected to live and breathe by that thing. And obviously, I'm not saying don't work hard <laughs> because I very much do believe in the, the, the value of hard work. But it's very much about don't let you going into something. And one thing I've realized for myself, I don't want to let myself having gone into corporate jobs stop me from pursuing what I actually love to do, especially now that I've realized that what I'm doing isn't fulfilling me. So you really do need to be selfish and take those steps to step into what you want to do, despite what and how the system is set up, because the system will try to pigeonhole you, as I said, and the system will try to make it so that you're kind of stuck and trapped and maybe you feel bad pursuing other things. And we always have these kind of um, motifs in movies about people who have a midlife crisis or a quarter life crisis. And I hate the word crisis because it has a negative connotation because why is it a crisis if it feels so natural to me? You know, why is a midlife crisis or a quarter life crisis seen as such a bad thing when 
for me, it's something that feels natural and it just feels like the natural progression of life. And I'm simply peeling a layer off the onion that is my purpose because there are so many layers and I've maybe kind of reached that one or there's a lesson that I had to learn and I kind of learned the lesson and it very much is now that I think about it, having that ability to know when to quit and to step back and allow yourself to experience other things despite what other people tell you as well because so many times people will try to keep you in things, especially those in your close circle because they have a certain identity of you and a certain way that they perceive you and it's not, it doesn't come from a place of harm or it doesn't come from a bad place. You know, the people who care about you will want to see you thrive. But at the same time, the people who care about you think about you and have a narrative about you in their heads. And they don't want that narrative to change necessarily. And so sometimes going after things we love is such a drastic change that for the people around us, it seems kind of like, oh, this is a this is a rash decision. This is a this is a weird decision. But at the same time, for you, it feels so right and it feels so good and i'm a big believer in trusting your gut and when something feels like that i think you should go for it and that's a big thing for me with the writing like it's been in my gut and it's been exploding and it's been bubbling and building up for so long that it's like i can no longer contain it and i need to write and i need to write this book that i've been thinking about and i need to do all these things and i need to shift my career and at the surface level you might it might seem that something that's kind of rash but it's like but this is me and this is how i feel and this is natural and i think it's valid especially because yeah, I mean, why am I trying to justify? <laughs> I don't need to justify. But essentially, yeah, that's kind of why I think we need to learn to be selfish and we need to we need to learn to not let people stick us into opportunities just because they're comfortable for them and for us. But we need to learn to stand up for that inner child who's always wanted things and we need to learn to go after the things we love and, you know, sometimes disappoint people and sometimes even disappoint ourselves. But as long as we're trying, I think that's the most important thing and learning to quit and learning to be selfish and wanting to try those things and selfish in the sense of I want to experience all these things that life has to offer and I'm selfish in the sense that I want to try as much as possible and I want to experience and I want to shift and I want to pivot and I want to try and take because if you keep on giving there will be nothing for you to take you know if you keep on giving to the world and if you keep on giving to corporations and if you keep on giving to people what's left to give to yourself you know, and ultimately you only really have yourself in this life. And so you need to be able to give yourself the things that you love before you give other people that. So give, learn to give yourself that love, learn to be selfish and put yourself first because there's so many situations where that's important. And if you don't necessarily learn to put yourself first before pleasing other people, you're going to live a very unfulfilled life. And that's one thing that I've realized. So yeah, that's essentially really why I'm learning to be selfish. And then kind of to shift over th to the delusional side, why I'm learning to be delusional. And I think this is quite interesting. But one thing I've noticed, when you observe a lot of successful people, and I'm someone I love to listen, I love to take in things, I'm very observant. And, you know, I, I like to say I've read a decent amount of books and I've listened to lots of podcasts and I've networked and been around people who are quite successful. And one thing I've noticed is that successful people are obsessed successful people are obsessive and they're obsessed about what they do and so many people will preach about visualization and i used to think and look at visualization as this thing like ooh, that was this mystical new age spirituality thing but i think visualization has a place in everyone's life because visualization is highly connected to imagination 
And we need to remember that our brains sometimes, or our brains actually always cannot distinguish between what's fake and what's real. So because our brains cannot distinguish between what's imagination and what's reality. So if you feed your brain positive thoughts and if you feed your brain thoughts about your dreams, that will slowly turn into a reality because your brain thinks it's real. And I think that idea is so powerful because I'm slowly starting to realize and to think that we have the power within us and within us alone to go after the things and to do the things. And I don't want to say manifest because that, that just sounds like, you know, I'm thinking something into existence and, and I personally don't believe that can happen. I think obviously God has a role to play in everything. But at the same time, when we think about something for long enough, I do think we attract it into our lives. And I think you really need to be delusional in order to go after the things you love and you need to be delusional to have that courage because there will be so many things that little voice in your head is going to be screaming like oh my god don't go don't do this this is so risky this is a stupid decision and yet inside of you you feel like it's so natural so you need to take that leap of faith and that leap of faith starts with delusion assume that it's going to work out for you assume that you're making the right decision assume that you are going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve and i do think you'll be able to do that because that's one thing that, I mean, firsthand, speaking from personal experience, um, at the beginning of the year, I was like, how the hell am I going to write a book? How the hell am I going to start doing this? How the hell am I going to turn my life around? And it's been a month into the year and I feel like I've made so much progress. And I feel like I'm actually reaching a point where I'm starting to feel fulfilled with the things I'm doing. And it's very much because... I was delusional and I was like, you know what? I don't care what people are going to think. I don't care how I think on the inside. I don't care the outcome of these things. I'm going to do it and I'm going to see what happens. And what happened was <laughs> I ended up feeling more fulfilled. And to me, that's the number one thing, regardless of whether what I'm doing is successful or not. Um, obviously, we need to be realistic in this life and money and success are important. But at the same time, it's like I need a certain level of fulfillment and I'm the type of person where if I'm not feeling fulfilled with what I'm doing and if my heart isn't in it 100%, I can't do it. And so I needed to be delusional to take that leap of faith because at the back of my head, there was all these doubts like, is it even worth it? You know, um, podcasting is a waste of time. Writing is a waste of time. What's going to make you money? This, this, and that. But then at the same time, you kind of take a step back and you realize that I think you can attract success, especially in the world we live in and the opportunities that are in this life and in this world you can attract success and money and all these different things if you believe in yourself enough. And self-belief is so important. And this whole idea of being delusional and being obsessed and just waking up every single morning and thinking about that thing that you want is the only way you're going to get it. Because motivation is, a, is, is an illusion. Motivation is something that comes and goes. It's literally a moment, a feeling that you get at the beginning and then it kind of disappears and then you're left like, oh, okay, now I don't feel as excited as I did by the things that I want to do. And, you know, you go to bed one day and you're thinking about all these amazing things you can do and all these, all these things that you want to do. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, mm, I'm kind of over that and you throw it away. And that shows you how unreliable of an emotion motivation is. Motivation is single-handedly the most unreliable emotion and feeling we can have as humans because it's fueled by dopamine, in my opinion. It's fueled by this imaginary life that we want to lead. But then once that thought is kind of gone and it's escaped our memory in our head, we're left with the brutal reality of where we are. And we're so 
And the reality is so brutal and sometimes so far from what we love to do that, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought because there was, <laughs> I'm just watching a dog from my window and I bark at someone and I hate dogs. But yeah, what was I even saying? Um, man, I lost my train of thought. Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but yeah, important thing is be delusional. And oh yes, I was speaking about motivation and the whole idea that motivation is so unreliable to the extent that it can make you feel like you want to do something so bad and then the next day it's not there and it's just like it feels like you're cheating on me like <laughs> you know and consistency is important all those things i talked about before but also delusion is quite important because if you kind of continuously speak to yourself and visualize something in your head your brain is going to start to believe that thing is real and it's going to want to see it in reality. And then your actions are going to want to bring that thing into reality. And then you see success. And that's the only way I've been able to convince myself to write because <laughs> I was like having all these self-doubts and like, who am I to be writing a book and a fiction book? And I don't even have a degree in English and I don't even do this and do that. And I only have little writing experience from when I was young. But then I start to think about all the positive things in relation to my creativity and I start to think about, you know, because obviously delusion is something, but also positive thinking is a, a really important thing as well. Because when you learn to think positively about situations and keep an optimistic mind and optimistic foot in the door, you start to realize that um, positivity can really fuel you. And with all the negativity going on in this world, if we choose to focus on the positive stuff, um, so much good can come to it. And... I guess one thing that I've really been, I know I'm, I've completely changed the topic from delusion, but I need to mention this because one thing that I've seen mentioned a lot and I've been, that's kind of been drilled into my head by this audiobook I'm listening to, um, Psycho-Cybernetics, I've mentioned it, is that, and this is going to be so controversial, speaking like I'm some celebrity, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a controversial take on things, but I think, and, he, and hear me out, hear me out before you get angry, I think happiness is a choice because good and bad things are happening to us every single day. And if we wait for the bad things to stop happening, the bad things are never going to stop happening. So if we choose to focus on the good things and we mainly see the good things, then our head is always going to be in a good place. So that's why if you follow that logic, obviously <laughs> life doesn't always work that way. But if you follow that logic, happiness can very much be a choice and you know i mean let me let me not even tiptoe around it yeah let me let me be confident in my stance happiness is a choice because happiness should not be contingent on solving problems problems are always happening happiness and something that the audiobook said is happiness is not earned or deserved happiness is not a deferred payment plan happiness is a state of mind so yeah i think i'm going to end it there because it's been almost 20 minutes. I've been speaking for a while, but thank you for listening. And I hope you have a lovely Sunday. Yeah, so the audio cut off <laughs> before I could finish. For some reason, it connected to my AirPods, but I didn't want to end it there before saying the whole, <laughs> my whole conclusion. But yeah, I hope you have a lovely Sunday or whenever you're listening to this. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.